Is it on? It is on. I don't know why it's not flipping. It's supposed to flip. I think if you just, you just, that's okay. You want to finish the sentence? But I just want. I don't know what to do. Maybe it's the, the, the way the phone is positioned on the tripod there. I doubt it. I'm holding on. The truck in the back is telling me. It's, uh, alright, what you need to do is you need to flip the phone, like, to where it's, like, still the same, but the cable's on the right side. Really? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I mean, is that, oh, two of you is great. <laughs> See what I mean? There we go. Whoa. Everything flipped upside down and nothing fell. Gravity. This is the basement <laughs> that gravity forgot. Welcome everyone to the Basement Bookers Podcast. What's up, Basement Bookerverse? Welcome to the monumental 500th episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast. I can't believe that we have done 500 of these. And first, on behalf of Jason Jared, am I right over here? Thank you for making it possible for all 500 of these episodes to happen. As you know, I am your basement champion, Rich the Riz, here with, as always, the brains behind this, the creativity behind the Basement Bookers podcast, Basement Jer. Who? Uh, thank you, Rich the Riz, for welcoming me to this podcast that we both happen to be a part of, the Basement Bookers podcast. Can you hear me? Am I muted or something? I hear all you right. fine. Excellent. I just had to check because it felt really weird. What were you uh, opening for the first time in a long time? Only the really reals Mannies of the world will know that. Uh, but uh, this is, yes, uh, as you said. Uh, and as it was said recently, uh, this, you know, this doesn't happen without you either. This also does not happen without professional wrestling. Uh, this podcast is a wrestling podcast. Two bros from other Moes, and uh, we are together best friends forever. And uh, we come here every week, and we just shoot the shit. So if this is your first time, and don't mind sometimes people saying shit, then this podcast is for you. And we welcome you in here with open arms to join uh, the team. Uh, 35 subscribers, thank you one and all for coming along. It's actually like, that's actually kind of a big deal. If you haven't already, uh, please throw down a like over there and hit the subscribe. And uh, that won't be happening again until the end. So don't worry. We'll, we'll pander at the end. Yeah, real real quick. We started the YouTube not very long ago, like within a few, just a few months ago. So 35 yeah. months as opposed to 35 over 500 episodes. So just, yeah, yeah. Just, just so you guys make that clear in case mm. you haven't ran away. But yeah. like mostly... Basically, we came to YouTube like later because I figured out how to use video. So then we decided <laughs> maybe it's time to do the YouTube. So, yes, of course, the YouTube is fairly new. And, of course, not all 500 episodes are on there. We're on all the podcast platforms, audio So, you know, wherever you find them, you'll get that stuff at the end. And speaking of video, the real OGs will, will remember our so so much fun periscope attempts yeah it was like you probably shouldn't do things like that without like equipment 
you know, like good equipment. Like I think the equipment we had was uh, Apple adapter uh, to the TV. And then we did it from there. I don't we even know like what camera we used. Uh, was it, it the was, iPhone tablet? It had to be the phone or something. But it was a phone. I got the tripod with the little adapter. Yeah, and we that. had to. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, who knows? There might even be like a small little clip from that here. What if you got a brick for your Why would birthday? you get a fucking brick for your birthday? I'm going to get you a brick for what? your birthday. Don't get me a brick for my birthday. All right, we're off the rails. We're never really on the rails. We're talking about Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Yeah, he's... Stop, stop asking how you prepare for him. Yeah. Because if you... Okay, you can ask the question as long as the other guy says you can find out by WWE Network or whatever. Mm-hmm. Put your... You nine, know, nine, 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 put your plug in there. Free for the free subscribers. Free for subscribers. <laughs> First time ever, we're, we're, we're totally not sponsored. Nah. Hey, let me ask you a question. WWE's supposed to be PG. Mm-hmm. You catch that Golden Globes? Dean Ambrose, if you're watching right now, you better watch your back. You better put two eyes in the back of your head, because I'm coming after you with a brick. He survived fucking cinder blocks. Yeah, but it's going to be a real brick, not one of those sugar blocks. Like a real red brick from the Third pig's house in a three little pig story, brother. This big bad wolf is not gonna pull your house down. He's gonna brick your head in with a brick. You done? Yes. Right now, I'm done. So who knows what you will find um, when you watch the rest of this episode? You can stay oh, tuned dear. for like. Yeah, it's more embarrassing than it is for you. <laughs> it's more embarrassing for me than it is for you. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I can't. I, I forgot about the Periscope. Um, it's one thing to do a live thing, you know, mm-hmm. but recording we can do, you know. Mm-hmm. So now that we've got that out of the way, uh, welcoming you all here. Uh, this week has been not the best week for a lot of uh, people. Um, uh, obviously. Or if you have not been made aware, and this is your first time finding out, we're going to be happy to, not happy to, uh, sadly, report facts. Uh, no one here, obviously, would ever celebrate, you know, someone losing their job. Uh, we're not the type to say, uh, so it's, uh, that's fine, such and such was overrated anyway. No, that's not here. Uh, we're simply reporting the facts letting you know we'll talk about it and uh you know maybe speculate on what could be next uh for um any one of these uh very talented people because in order to make it uh to television as big as wwe uh you you had to have had something uh be it big or small at the time or whatever um but i don't relish in that all right, so we're going to talk about releases now. Rich Torres here. He's going to, we're just going to go through. We're going to, we're going to talk about it and see what's next, uh, you know, how we feel about them and all that stuff. So, Rich, why don't you um, go ahead and we'll go down there. Yep. First on the list here was most recently reported by the Facebookers podcast, Facebook and Instagram accounts, Matt Riddle. Yeah. So, um. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. Now, you brought it to my attention, the legal issues or the 
um, the issue he had at the airport recently that may or may not have JFK, uh, right? Which may or may not have resulted from maybe too much of a substance beforehand. CBD, got it. Okay. I mean, maybe that, but he could have been <laughs> drunk. Who knows? You know? Right. Yeah. Maybe, like maybe there was a, there was a flight delay. Oh, two more hours. All right, I'll just hang out at the bar and bartender recognizes him. Hey, orange you and UFC. What are you doing now? Kind of thing, you know? Right. Anyway, so I wonder if maybe as a result of that, which there were rumors that that caused issues for him backstage, which understandably, if resulting from that, there was an offer for him made for him to go to rehab and he declined and that became a, well, okay, what do we do about this now? Kind of situation. Right. So I'm not, I'm certainly not saying I know that sources nowhere near the situation have even suggested that to me, but that, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. That is the appropriate basement bookers uh, answer to that actually. Well, it's funny you should mention that, uh, Rich Riz, but because I've been hearing, and of course we've heard, there's been many things on Riddle, to be honest, like a lot of times we hear things, and I'm pretty sure it might have been one of those last straw type of things, um, especially when you don't want to really draw negative attention to your product after the UFC, uh, WWE, TKO thing. That was you know kind of I mean? a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of sort of a big deal. I don't know if you heard about it uh, out there, guys. But, yeah, it's one thing. And uh, let's hear uh, one of Riddle, the opinion on uh, one of Riddle's former bosses, uh, Dana White, and uh, how he uh, thinks of Riddle here. Okay? The guy fights on prelims. You know, does, 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 he, does Matt Riddle sell any more tickets? Does he sell any more pay-per-views? The guy's fighting on the prelims, okay? He's fighting his way up to get the opportunity to possibly someday become a big star in the sport. Um, then he comes out and says, oh, like, we treated him horrible. He's treated so horrible here. You were making $162,000 a year. He's making something like fifty-two dollars or $54,000 a fight, and you fight three times a year unless you get injured or something like that happens. We have health insurance here, which has never been done in the history of the world with fight promoters, okay? Now, the reason he's not in the UFC anymore is because he could not pass a drug test. <laughs> the guy couldn't pass a drug test, okay? So he, he couldn't, and think about this. You have to go to work. Just think about, okay, so already, mm -hmm. already, you can't pass a drug test. So I'd imagine, even with the lax, whatever they got, the new thing, mm -hmm. I, they still have a policy. And I don't think he's just doing that the, the stuff that's approved. You know what I mean? I actually mm -hmm. don't even know if it is still. So Three times a year, and you couldn't pass a drug test? You're so weak-minded and so addicted to marijuana that you couldn't stay off it enough to pass a drug test three times a year. Well, guess what, dummy? They drug test in the real world, too. You think you're going to go to work 325 days a year and not get drug tested? Right? He yeah, couldn't pass the drug test three times a year, but he's going to pass it in the real world. Right? And I want to know where this rocket scientist is going to go and make $100-something thousand dollars a year. Right? And also, this is the guy, Matt Riddle, who did an interview and said, I smoke marijuana so I don't beat my wife and children. Oh, my. Oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yeah. And I want to point out MMA Junkie, the, 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 the people that did this story, 
took one side of the story and they're writing this big story about a guy who, who said, I smoke marijuana so I don't beat my wife and kids and only got his side of the story. Real journalism. Real journalism. I think that explains perfectly um, what sort of, kind of makes sense here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm actually sad to see Riddle go. Um to leave you know what i mean and uh you know i can kind of understand but like if it was me and i had to pass a drug test like three times and i'm making that much money i'm good i'm good yeah because that's what the time you're not working is for anyway you have that much money you can afford to try those the the silly theories that that are online like if you drink a bottle a whole bottle of vinegar beforehand that you that you'll be fine yeah, or just don't do it. Like, just I mean, like at least for your fights. You know what I mean? Like, you know yeah. how I feel about it. Like, but that's the rules. If that's the rules, you got to follow the rules, right? Right. But you got yeah. But like, so what? Dana, everything Dana White said is accurate. Yeah. One asterisk I want to put on that is when he talks about how much Riddle is making. It's hardly when we talk about what fighters make. It, within the UFC, it is hardly ever taken into consideration the amount that they have to put aside to pay their trainers. They have to pay their camp. That and costs that, a lot. That does cost a lot. That could be like more than half of his income. So, like, it, okay. So, it, it's it's so weird because like you're training all year. If you have only two fights a year, you. Like you, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the math works out weird. Like if you have only two fights a year, you can have more money than if you have three fights a year because how much you got to pay your camp and everything. It's oh, okay. Just, it's like so, so much to pay to your trainers. Like if you're renting a facility, if you're renting out a gym, if you, if you own a gym, there's property tax on that. There's, there's right. a lot of unsaid stuff in that like 100, 150 grand. I live, it, you, we live in Brooklyn, right? This yep. is not like not not Barely. a brag here, but like with OT and everything, like I make a hundred and I'm like getting by. Like I'm not I'm not living a lavish lifestyle, but like yeah, you, know, you don't use the yacht anymore anyway. You had to sell it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you had to sell it when Global Championship Wrestling folded. You know, it was the whole thing. That was it was a it was a tough time. Tough times. Anyway, yeah. so. That so that's the Matt Riddle thing. Uh, I think I've said all I have to say about that. Unless you have some more to add. Uh, no, just that uh, I hope that we don't hear anything bad uh, about him. You know, yeah. that's all. Like it's, you know, you don't even regardless of what uh, Data White said. Like you don't know him anyway. Like we don't know that. We don't know. We're not in there. Like I don't know. Um, to me, I think Riddle seems chill, but I don't know him in his personal life, you know. So I just remembered something. Yeah, what's he, up? He just got out of rehab. That's right. So that's that's it then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that could have been like, wait, hold that on. Had okay, to be it. Yeah, it's too too close together. Like they can't keep him mm-hmm. after firing Jeff. Like, wasn't it like a similar situation? Like. Except Jeff wa- didn't want to go to rehab. They wanted him to go to rehab. Yeah, they wanted didn't. him to go to rehab. Meanwhile, wasn't he like half concussed? 
I don't even know. Let's not talk about Jeff Hardy. That's a whole bag of worms. That was a, that uh, was a, that specific that specific situation was a weird one though. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, regards to Riddle though, if he shows up in AEW, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think maybe he needs some time to himself to figure stuff out first, and then do whatever you want. Yeah, in literal terms, please best of luck in your future endeavors. Indeed. Richter Riz, who is the next person to speak of today? Next up is just as surprising, former world champion Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this this hurt a little bit because sometimes uh, you'll sit and we'll, we'll message each other and then we'll be like, what Dolph's, what's Dolph Ziggler doing? And then Dolph Ziggler shows up and puts somebody over. <laughs> it's like summoning him in, mm-hmm. from the ether into the ring. Um, and then, like, he's released. And, he, you know, he hasn't been on TV in some time. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we saw him, whatever. I think he was, like, in a tag team or something, or he wrestled or something. I don't know. It's been a long time uh, since we've seen him. But it was definitely doing the honors. He might have been involved in a carrying cross thing. I just, just, it's before they split the roster and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, but either way, uh, if he's into stand up comedy, like he's done stand up and stuff like that, Dolph Ziggler could do TV. Uh, he could do really anything he really wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. He's like, I know everybody keeps saying AEW, AEW. In regards to him, he might like try it. Like, you know how sometimes they'll have a guy come in. You know how like Zack Ryder came in mm-hmm. and he did like a couple of things or whatever. Oh, like Dolph one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to sign, you know, you can just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know because Xavier Woods had posted that Ziggler taught him to have something else he's passionate about outside the business. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's going to go pursue that instead. So in my opinion, I think we're likely to see him doing something that's not wrestling mm-hmm. than actually wrestling, at least in the near future, like maybe down the line in a couple of years, maybe see him on AEW if there's an AEW. You know, yeah, g- given that these are these were all releases, the ninety day no compete doesn't apply, right? I don't know. I probably should have looked that up, but mm-hmm. we could just use whatever we want here. Um, Correct. I, I, yeah. Um. So I wonder if, because obviously, that that advice from Dolph to uh, Xavier Woods is just it's great advice overall, and it applies it applies overall. But I wonder if specifically that would mean like for when you're injured right because like they say like if you're if you're a wrestler and like that's all you do that's all you know someone crazy like brian danielson or whatever like when you're injured and you can't be out there and wrestle or adam cole when he didn't know if he'd be able to wrestle again like if that's all you're into and all you're passionate about you're it's just going to eat you up if you can't use your creativity and your mental energy doing something else so I wonder if that was like advice for like when you're injured or for when the company doesn't have anything for you, but you're still on the payroll, mm-hmm. like a lot of these the names on this list here, you know, so that they can keep them like 
uh, if you go weeks and weeks and weeks without being on TV, without even getting a non-televised match or anything like that, just to keep your brain occupied doing something else so you don't get depressed about not being used and frustrated and just, you know? Yeah, I thought of it like that and having something to fall back on in case things don't work out. Mm-hmm. And that, and like the lame way, which probably be cringe to people how I'm going to say this, but I do this sometimes, that like professional wrestling, like if you put all your eggs in one basket, it can break your heart. Like you don't know if you go out there and like you were talking about, you could get hurt and you could never wrestle again. You yeah. could be in a standard TV match against, I don't know, a Ridge Holland. And, you know, what happened to Big E, you know, right. I mean, that could happen to anyone. So I think that could that's also another thing. You know, it's good to have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And like then and if you're not doing well in wrestling because you have something else that you're passionate about, it's like I got this, you know, wrestling isn't everything. It's not my whole life. Kind of yeah. Thing. I don't know. I've never took a bump. I'm not a professional wrestler. If you're a professional wrestler, you got a, you know, different whatever opinion you feel free comment below and uh if we get to it we will reply to you uh yeah don't don't make it so that if if the worst case scenario happens you don't ever have to ask yourself shit what do i have to live for what do i gotta do right yeah like have something else true that so all right uh let's bring everything up do what do you think a zigzag man's gonna do or are you on you agree or uh so i i could 100 percent see him going to aew i feel like uh tony khan knows how damn good dolph ziggler is i wonder though because Mm. you know dolph did have he had a long career he had over 1500 matches in wwe second only to kane as i understand it who had 1800 something and kane's been there a long time yeah so I wonder if he was there so long and has done so much, former world champ, former multi-time intercontinental champ, the list goes on. If he said, you know what? I don't have to be on TV so much. Let let me just be around here to practice, show, show the newcomers some stuff. Even after they come up from NXT, they still don't know everything. And to sort of be a coach. Like, we don't know that that wasn't the case. So if he were to go to AEW, we don't know if... It would that would still be the case, kind of like with um, Christopher Daniels and Sanjay Dutt, a bunch of other guys that like are over there, and it's like, wait, where are they? Like um, Serena Deeb, her first uh, months or year or two there that we didn't just didn't see her or see her like once or twice. Sarah yeah, Amato, yeah. you yeah. know, um, what's her name? Um, Leva Bates, Blue Pants, you know, just yeah, blue, just like doing other stuff behind the scenes because you're happy with what you've done in your career and you want to give back. Right. Uh, I say just bring him in like a surprise mm-hmm. and have him beat Ray Phoenix for the uh, international championship. Just shock yeah. it off. Do an open challenge. Just have him come out there, beat him. And then like, you know, kind of like how we showed up on NXT, he took the, the championship from Braun Breaker. Yep. You know, and then helped him out. Now, I'm not saying Phoenix needs help. I'm saying, like, whatever. It'll be something fun, at least for a little bit. It's like, no one's really expecting that or whatever. Or maybe they are. I don't know. Right. We're going to get into that later on. 
That's right, Rich. Uh, what's going? Who was next? Unfortunately, parted ways. Uh, future endeavored um, this past week. This next one has uh, like never reached his true potential, and I am greatly looking forward to what he does next. Mustafa Ali. Yep. Uh, that one also was upsetting. Um, not so much upsetting, but like, no, like I was mixed because it's like, wait a second. That means he can go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, that means there's an opportunity here, um, to capitalize if someone's smart enough, because he's got everything pretty much. Mm -hmm. He's got a, he's got a good look. He mm -hmm. can move. Uh, yep. he can talk. Um, a great addition to any roster. Uh, while I was looking forward to his uh, match against Dominic Mysterio, which he's probably going to put Dominic over anyway, um, I think there's really you could only take the lemon and make lemonade. Otherwise, you throw the lemon, the fresh lemon, in the garbage because you're not happy with how you got it. You mm -hmm. know, so he's someone that I I would never ever say was like overrated or a waste or anything stupid like that. I'd say someone who was underutilized and there was a time he should have won the elimination chamber. Uh I I think it was like a couple of years ago. It, he was doing stellar. There was mm -hmm. a time where he could have been the, the man. Yeah. I feel like it that was, was uh that was did he get hurt and that was what led to Kofi Mania? Was that it? I think so. Sources nowhere near the situation have confirmed or denied this, especially PD at the bodega. He won't. So we'll just forget about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's, I really hope that somebody picks him up. Like of everyone on here, Tony Khan would be an idiot. Yeah. Like, like I know, like I said, it's always like, AEW. no, it's not the only place. Like I'd it's be just selfish. the biggest place within the U.S. It's the biggest place. It's That's just not that, yeah, it's TV I could easily find and is already part of my rotation. So I'm being mm -hmm. selfish. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised to see if he's like wrestling around the world, pulling a Cody, you mm -hmm. know, and then winding up somewhere. And who knows? Might just come home again, you know, after getting all the experience points. Yeah, so. I think it was Xavier Woods that tweeted, and I liked. Uh, that he can't wait to see what the unfiltered creativity of Adil Alam can show us. And yeah, I just... am looking forward to it. Tony Khan, if you sign him, first of all, please sign him. Second of all, let him loose. Please. Just do it. Just yes. do it. It's easy. It's easy money. I can't wait. I can't wait. He's a positive guy. Like, you could do anything. He could be a heel. He could be a face. Those, those on the streets of Chicago vignettes were all written and produced by him himself. Yeah, I believe it. And they were fantastic. Like, even just the stuff that he did on, like, he was promoting on Twitter when he had nothing to do on TV. He was on Twitter just doing doing these vignettes for himself to get attention. Like, this dude scratched and clawed for every morsel he was given, and he tried, he did his best to make each of those morsels into a five-course meal. Yeah, I like Positively Ali. You know, uh, <laughs> positive Ali was fantastic. The like, we shit on retribution all the time, but 
not a one of them tried as hard to make it work with all of themselves as much as Mustafa Ali did. Yeah. He like tried once, to explain yeah. he tried to explain away the masks. He tried to explain the shitty, shitty, shitty names. It would like he he was he was literally getting blood from the stone. Yeah. Yep. That's what you gotta do. And he kept it all he kept pushing. And then they just kept squashing him, man. Like they didn't let him get any momentum, man. Bobby Lashley was like destroying that guy. They I, I thought like I, I was getting flashbacks to those uh, Seth Rollins United States Championship run. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's 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 go on to the next. We could talk about the, uh, the whole episode could just be about Ali. We're big fans, but we can't be greedy. With episode five hundred, dedicated to one man, All a right. great man. <laughs> next up, potentially two men, Elias. Uh look, I don't want to break. Uh, bad news to anybody, but Elias is saying that, like, he doesn't have a brother that looks like him. He's saying that it was a storyline. Nah. And I, I, he's fake news. Like, why would you say things like that? Uh, it's sad. You know, it's sad following a release that someone just says something so ridiculous just to try and stay relevant, you know? I don't like being gaslit by Elias, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he learned his lesson after Kevin Owens, but here we are again. Here we are again. Like, I, what are we doing here? Um, I don't know what he's going to do next. Uh, probably like a music career. Um, I'm thinking Grammys. Mm. Um, I'm thinking a collaboration with Jay-Z. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like a Taylor Swift type concert tour. Um, all over America, mm-hmm. um, walk with FKA Elias, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Elias. Number one album on iTunes. That's right. Or he could uh, maybe go on the road with our next um, gentleman that I'm going to just throw in there because it's related musically. Mm-hmm. Rick Uh, is also no longer with the WWE. A lot of energy. Uh, I'm really surprised they didn't really do like an Elias, Rick Boogs, like tag team being the opposites. Like you could have Elias be like Elias, like the heel version that he was kind of, and like Rick Boogs with all that energy, that could have been something they could jam together. Yeah, you could have like the 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 wandering, the the traveling acoustic guitarist versus the the main stage act of the electric guitar of Rick Boogs. Yes, the instruments themselves represent the personalities mm-hmm. as well. So it's who knows? Maybe they'll just be like, "Hey, man, AEW, bro, we'll go together." You know, or New Japan, whatever. Actually, you know what? If they went to New Japan with those gimmicks, they would get over. They 100%. would get over. They love that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could work. Like, what if they're introduced as, like, playing someone out to, to the ring? And, like, after that person wins their match, they attack them. I'd be down with that. Just get the acoustic over the head um, mm-hmm. type deal and just have Rick Boogs, Boogs it out. Yep. You know, that, that, guy. that kind of thing also gets, gets over really well in Japan. That's another guy. Yeah. And even 
like just his physique alone, Rick Boogs, you know, mm-hmm. if it comes to talking, I'll go with Elias. So they have, you know, like mm-hmm. Boogs is not a bad talker. I'm just saying I prefer Elias over Boogs. We also didn't get to see Boogs just talk a lot. Oh, yeah. He's he, more at least like a shouty guy, but I've yeah, heard he, him on After the Bell with the Corey Graves. So oh, okay. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I know he can talk like a person. Mm-hmm. So, but he, he he's hyper. Like, that's just his personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up is a man that I have always said they never did right by him. They Shelton never. Benjamin, to do it. <laughs> Hashtag this... justice for Shelton. Yeah, seriously. Like, how do you not have something for Shelton Benjamin? He Dude is so incredibly talented. He was on the raw intro video literally forever right with the yeah. run in the the first ever money in the bank ladder match he had the highlight moment of the first money in the bank ladder match like you kind of have to think for a second wait who even won that match before you remember that it was edge but you remember shelton running up the ladder because that was sat that damn incredible his mic work improved a lot over the years it took him some time to get comfortable within his own skin on the microphone, but he proved that he could, he could hang. Not Remember great. When he was the gold standard. Gold. Yeah. The gold standard. Let's, let, 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 let's forget the mama thing. Right. Uh, it happened. It but happened. he did what he could. Yeah. It, you know, like they, sometimes they give you shit and they try to see if you can, whatever. That was shit, but he well, survived uh, it. Yeah. He yeah, survived it. Lashley survived a similar gimmick, but we'll, we're not talking about Lashley right now. I'm talking about Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, we're not talking so about weird. the sisters, Lashley yeah, the, sisters. <laughs> the La- yeah, the Lashley sisters, that was it. Yeah. Anyway, Shelton Benjamin, multi-time Intercontinental Champion, the only man to have beaten every single member of Evolution in singles matches. A capital A athlete. That is a true fact, what you just said also. So, in particular, Shelton Benjamin, I hope you go to AEW. I would love to, like, this is a mar- like, marquee match for me. Right, we haven't okay. talked about it yet, but like Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. Like my my money for the pay per view for that. Like if that was the yeah. only match, if that was the only match on the card, I'm buying that card. Okay, yeah. Okay, right. Same level. Shelton Benjamin versus Claudio Castagnoli. Okay, what about Shelton Benjamin versus Kenny Omega? Also let's fantastic. Not, I like not f around. <laughs> right. I I I like Claudio's in-ring style better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I like Oh yeah, if it it probably be a Styles clash between Exactly. Benjamin like and, like they oh. say styles make fights and the between style and physique, I feel like Shelton and Claudio would have magic in that ring. Sure, sure. Magic. I think yeah, I think of the two though Shelton's more quicker. I Absolutely. think he's quicker. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I, I'm trying to look, and I'm thinking about the wrestlers on AEW, and like it's not nothing against them, but I don't feel like there's a lot that's on the level of Shelton Benjamin, mm-hmm. of a Shelton Benjamin, like the Brian Danielsons of the world. That's like a rare thing down there. 
Yeah, we're talking like top percent. Yeah. Um. So, the, I like I though I like what, never a Brock Lesnar program. Are you are you kidding me? You couldn't do like a like a one off program with Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. Dude, like those I, two wrestling, wrestling. Like you could have the story where, like Brock has it wrestle wrestled mm-hmm. in a long time. He's done UFC and all that stuff. And like because maybe some this is something like Shelton. You could make it like Shelton's always had Brock's number mm-hmm. back in like you know the school days or something. You just make something up. Just make it up. I don't care. And like and now like. It's like, oh, Shelton can like run circles around Brock or something. And Brock has to like overcome him trying to wrestle F him into the ground. You know what I mean? Scenario. Sure. You got Gable Stevenson. Or, or, oh, or, so wait. Forgot about him. Forget. Chad Gable. <laughs> Let's say Chad Gable, right? Chad Gable's yeah. out in the ring. Like, you know, he's touting all his accomplishments, saying he wants to know the magic Gunter. Brock comes out, destroys him, tosses him around like nothing. Tosses okay, Otis. Yeah. Tosses Otis. Looks at Maxine. She she runs to the back. Brock's like, I want a challenge. Tell you what. Let's not make it a, a pro wrestling match. Let's make it an amateur wrestling match. Anyone in the back, come out and face me. And it's Shelton. All right. Yeah, that could be great. And then it's a shock because, like, Shelton's, like, really not doing anything. He's, like, been, like, you know, everybody knows who's watching TV, what he's doing. Okay, so Brock is going to just crush Shelton. And then you could do like this upset, like, you know, he's really not as good as he is anymore kind of mm-hmm. thing. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, Brock's upset from losing two to one to Cody. Yeah. That's, you know, that's it. And then, uh, yeah, you could have done that. But we'll only have, we'll always have the Basement Bookers podcast. If I had a dollar for th- just the talent that we've spoken about so far, and we still have a lot long list to go. We if do. I had a dollar for all the missed opportunities, all of the golden scenarios that for for the people we just talked about, like we'd be rich. You'd always be rich. True. But yes, we would be quite wealthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Correct. All right. Who we got next there? Next, I got. I got to do this slightly out of order. I'm going to move this just so for my own sanity here, for my own OCD. Just right. literally immediately after. Oh, Emma announcing <laughs> a pay per view in Australia. The first time they're even going to Australia in six years, let alone having a premium live event emanate from there. In the morning. It, is that is that the time that's going to be on? Yes, for us. Freaking Australia. Anyway, <laughs> it like maybe give her the call before you announce that, right? Oh, <laughs> so that rather than announcing it. She retweets it, all happy, and then gets a phone call that she's not going to be there because she just lost her job. I feel like this business, like those people like that are making these decisions, mm-hmm. they might not see a person but a name and numbers next to the name and like a minus in their mind off their bottom line. Mm-hmm. And how the talent is being currently utilized. Right. Yeah. So, so 
They we, probably don't know. So here's the thing, right? Emma, she had her great run in NXT. Mm. They brought her out to the main roster with this bubbly gimmick, right? That thing? Remember the that dance, thing? The dance. Yeah. A little silly, but she had time to get over. The crowd was digging the dance, and then, you know, I don't remember what happened. They probably didn't have anything for her. She got released. She toured the world. She did her thing, right? Triple H takes over, rehires her. Vince takes over again. She's nowhere to be found. And then she's paired up with her real-life uh, boyfriend, I think fiancé at this point, right? You forgot about Emelina. They were like this whole like vignette thing, and she was supposed to be Emelina, and then she's like not comfortable with it, and then they scrap it, and I think they gave it to someone else. They gave it to somebody else to try to do. It was Carmella. And maybe, but Carmella yeah. with uh, Reggie. Right. That's right. That that's that's exactly right. So, like, I didn't. Uh, that works against her because. They're eventually, they're ultimately what it is, is we're giving you an opportunity and you're so adamant about not doing it that they scrap it. Yeah. That's like, well, we had something for you. Right. To me, like, especially with, with all these people that got released that just, they got released just because creative doesn't have anything for them. That's a slap in the face. Yeah. That, and that, that's unprofessional. So yeah. I get that. I, so I, I didn't want to focus on that. I want to mm -hmm. focus on the fact that creative, tried a thing and then they painted her into a corner with her fiance and so they're both released by the way Riddick Moss also released yeah uh I was gonna mention that like when they announced her I'm like oh no is this like a multiple thing if it's a multiple thing then Riddick has got to be down there somewhere yeah we haven't seen him in a while um once the happy Corbin thing was over like he did pretty good but then it's like they gave up they tried and I don't know why once no I know but that's what I mean. And then they gave up. Yeah. Um, I think it was supposed to be like a Carrion Cross uh thing with Carrion Cross and Scarlet and Moss and Emma and like Carrion AJ and Yeah, Carrion Cross shouldn't be feuding with Riddick Moss. No unless Riddick Moss was higher on the card. Yeah, but unfortunately with Carrion Cross, like we'll see what happens, but I'm like I don't know. I, I was shocked that he wasn't on there. I thought he would be like a shock to everybody else kind of thing on there. And I don't want him to be. I'm just saying um, with not really seeing him outside of him. Uh, he put like a Twitter post of uh, John Cena's entrance with the carrying cross filter, as I'd like to call it. Mm. And people are like, oh, is he after John Cena? It's like, no, no, because. They're not going to use John Cena with Karrion Cross. I keep telling you, if you keep beating your John Cena, you're going to chap your John Cena, and it's not going to matter anymore. You can't get anything out of him. You got to let it rest. That is a... It's a good metaphor. I hear you. A, a painfully, grotesquely accurate metaphor. That's right. Um, but yeah, either one of them, both of them probably together. If we saw him in AEW, a big guy fine. Impact, let's not forget about Impact Wrestling. Killer Cross was literally the man in Impact. That's right. But of course, I'm referring to Riddick Moss. And oh. Riddick Moss, he could make a name for himself 
an impact. He could make an impact there. He's big, you know, he's, you know, bring the girl in. She's got history there. Let's, you know, fine. Not everybody's got to, you know, be in the same place. Mm-hmm. Is NWA still around? They're still around. You could go over there and do the thing. Doing Good something. Talent. Next up, another opportunity missed Aaliyah. Now, I'm going to clarify my statement. They obviously set her up for something. Well, I mean, what he was... does hold the Guinness Book World Record, right? Right. What was supposed to happen after that, or what they could have done after that? What they could have done was anything. What they did was nothing. I think that's like the usual, like the bad thing that happens to someone. You know, it's like, all right. Well, I think she got hurt also. That might have done it too. Um, usually when I ask where she is, you're like, yeah, she's hurt or something. So, yeah. Um, like, like fine, but you gave her a world record win over a future Hall of Famer. After the injury, do something with it. Yeah. Put up, like, literally, literally, take the idea on a post-it. Put on the corkboard. Put a pin in it. Just come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, not, I don't know. Like, you have a women's division that it's really a lot of the same matchups, mm-hmm. you know, and you got these tag team championships that whole division. Uh, we finally figured out it was uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire that, cat, that cursed the championships or uh, strengthened the curse that was already there. We don't have any clarification yet. So what I like is that they're making a storyline out of an unfortunate situation that like people that hold these tiles keep getting hurt or whatever, the, whatever it is. So yeah. it's been working yes. overtime recently. So maybe. Yeah. So that's a positive. Isle of Dawn, Alba Fire, obviously this puts them in line for being in the conversation for the women's tag titles. Right you are, Rich Torres. Right but you are. Back to Aaliyah. How many women of Middle Eastern descent are on the roster? Uh, don't know. Right. I only see wrestlers, you know? Right. So the answer is none. Okay. Now, like this, like... Yes, she's Canadian, but she's also of Middle Eastern descent. Where I don't right. know, I don't know offhand. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. But use it, man. Yeah, I mean she'll be fine. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're very upset and saddened by that. Um, what happened there? Um, but you're going to be okay. Um, and I think she's going to be fine. Yeah, who else is going to be okay? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, was going to use please. that transition. Who you no, know? Who else please. is going to be okay? Top dollar. AJ Francis, if he decides to continue his wrestling career, I could easily see him getting a good word from Swerve. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. You know, as long as he's not doing dives or, you know, you don't have to. You know what I mean? You don't have to do those things. If Michael Cole is making fun of you, there's probably a reason. It's probably a reason. You should probably just like, you know, you're a big, thick man. Be a big, thick man. Just build him as Swerve's, like, the really real right-hand man. Mm-hmm. You know, because he had those other guys and, you know, uh, you know Brock Lesnar, Light, and the other one, and they're gone, I think. And uh, you got, you know, he got the, you know, those big, hairy monster men mm-hmm. with him and stuff. But, like, Top Dollar, him, they go a ways, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, let them, whatever. You know, that's a spot. 
A little surprised that uh, Ashanti and BFAB weren't on the list also, but maybe they'll do something. Sometimes things comes in waves, so hopefully that's not the case. And, you know, I mean, with BFAB, I think she can just be in the women's division. Let's see what she could do there. Like, she doesn't have to be paired with this guy. So, Um, which reminds me, real quick. Yeah. Uh, someone posted on on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, the photo photos of every female on the main roster currently after the releases. Take a guess at how many there are. Sixteen. All right. Uh, you want to take another guess? It's higher. Twenty-seven. Thirty-six. I was going to say 37 after that. All right, good. 36. That's not good. 36 women on the main roster. How many do we see a week? Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Io Sky, Mm -hmm. Bailey, Dakota Kai, um, Natty. uh, I think Dewdrop, or Piper Niven is... She's there. Chelsea mm-hmm. Green, but she might be hurt or she's fine. I don't know. Um, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark. Uh, did I mention Bianca Belair, who's technically off right now? She's. Nope, that's 12. Okay. Um, more importantly, Bianca Belair, she's like really great. Um, Rhea Ripley, obviously, the world heavyweight women's champion. Mm hmm. Um, Mia Yim is there, but she's not really wrestling a lot. Right. Now, just she's, being useless on the she's, OC. She's in a guy's storyline. So is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is in a lot of storylines. Yeah, but mainly guy's storyline. It wasn't until Nia Jax. You could add that. Or did I mention that one? No, you didn't have to. And uh, Raquel uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Gonzalez, whatever. Uh and uh I Liv Morgan who's hurt. Um I think that's all I can really think of right now. If I miss anybody, I'm really sorry. Did I not mention Becky Lynch? You I did. mean okay, so first. I would never forget her. So yeah. And for both champs. But my, my point is like you have a large roster, you have all these hours to do something with them, do something with them. Yeah, you could mix and match. You got tag team division. You can make tag teams, more tag teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever. You don't need a mid-card championship. I don't care what anybody says. All right, who's next? Correct. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, on topic, Dana Brooke. That's right. Uh, Dana Brooke, like I said, while it's unfortunate, and I think she's really nice, and a lot of people, sometimes they say mean things when they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um. I think she's, you know, I really, I thought it was going to come up. I had a feeling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, there's but so much you could do on NXT, and they're probably trying to, like, keep the newer people they're trying to build up. So it's like, you know, you got to make choices, I guess, and it's a business, and it's oh, hard. What better way to build up, like, an entirely new roster than to have a veteran down there to – Put them over and occasionally beat them. She was right. in a storyline where she was uh, tutoring this uh, uh, Kalani Jordan. Mm. Like she was showing like a new side of her character was a little heelish. 
I feel, I feel like there was a lot of opportunity. This is so much missed opportunity on this list. But there was a lot of opportunity there because, like, her and Kalani Jordan both have the gymnastics background. So, obviously, Dana Brooke was the most logical choice to say, okay, so this is what we did there, and this is what we do here. This is how you get from there to here. This is how you take those skills and maximize them here. Like, obviously, that's something that was happening behind the scenes, but do it on camera as part of the story because it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, I hear that, and I understand it, but what you could do since it already happened and we can't bring her back because we have like literally no power, um, you can always send someone else. Yeah. There's other women on the roster that could do that job. It's so, true. And it, it's sad. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 you know what? I believe in her. I think she'll find something um, that she'll, she'll like. You know, she'll get a job somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and show what she can do there. Uh, let's go in. Let's move along here. We're already an hour into releases here almost. So Yeah, next up, two very close to your heart, one of them at least, Marseille and Mansoir. Uh, I'm going to be brief because a lot of people know that if we'd have to do a whole episode on Mansoor, mm-hmm. uh, they never really capitalized on Mansoor. Uh, I feel like they should have had done a storyline. There was something where they was doing something with like Mansoor and Ali for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and for the positive Ali thing, yeah, I think there something there wasn't tapped. Um, there that's another thing. Um, Marseille, Mace, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. great dude, good look, big. He can, you know, if they do together and go out there, do indies and whatnot, like mm-hmm. fine, you know, have fun, have at it. Um, I saw some Twitter stuff, they want to do like a reservoir dogs gimmick or pulp fiction type thing, and like being like, uh, like uh like fixers for mm-hmm. like say the Miz because it sounds like the Migs the Miz would have something like that where like a ref kind of mm-hmm. didn't do the right thing or whatever and they gotta go and fix it for him or whatever. Um like that? Yeah, like exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. So Mace yeah. is the heavy and Mansoor is the talker. Yeah, but also he's probably crazy. That's what I would do. Um like you don't want to be alone with him. You don't want to be tied to a chair with him in a room with you alone. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like he's low-key. Like, he's just talking. He's, like, super friendly. Mm -hmm. But then it's time to, like, you know, doing Reservoir Dogs where, like, the dude just, like, that song stuck in the middle with you and he's just cutting off pieces of your ear or whatever. Like, (laughs) you remember that movie? Reservoir Dogs. Saw it the one time. I gotta rewatch. It. Yeah, that's okay. It's a good movie. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. moving on from them is the last main roster uh, right. name that we are going to list. Shanky. What can I say? Good guy. Um, I really did. He really wasn't doing much. You know, I was, yeah. You know, gender wasn't doing anything. They were usually together. Um, you know, it's. I would put him in the same category as Dabakato. You know, it's like nothing was really happening, mm-hmm. you know, and it sucks, but. Next up, Quincy Elliott from NXT. Look, he had that one spot on Halloween Havoc. He got to be so much closer to Shotzi than, uh, you know, any man should be lucky to be, you know, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it for him. Um, I don't know. I've heard stories. 
Uh, no, sources nowhere near close or around the situation. And I can't confirm or deny uh, Pablo's involvement in that. I don't know. He's just the guy that delivers the milk to the store. You know? Mm. 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 Interesting. I'm, I think I'm uh, reading between your lines there. That's cool. Next up, women's division from NXT mentioned earlier, Ulyssa Leon. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you a match. Um, she was in the tag team with... Uh, bad with names. Oh, man, what a contest. Uh, let's not be disrespectful. Valentina here. for Royce. That's there you it. go. I just don't know. I just yeah. don't know. So I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, they the, the two of them together didn't have much of a gimmick. Then they started letting them talk and... Uh, that wasn't working as well as they had hoped, I'm guessing. Um, I guess they like, uh, Valentina Ferois more because she's still there and Ulyssa is not. I guess so. I guess so. It's my expert analysis. That next, sounds like it. Yep. Next up, recently mentioned by Basement Jer, a whole moment and change ago. Dabakato, formerly known as Babatunde, formerly known as General, no, Commander, whatever. Aziz. For uh, Apollo, when he Apollo! was the king of Nigeria. A great gimmick. And had an accent and everything. Like, he popped in yeah. Black Panther. He started, like, realigning his uh, accent there, you know? Mm -hmm. It happens sometimes. You watch something a bunch of times, or you play, like, a video game, like I've done. Like, when I was playing Red Dead Redemption, I couldn't stop sounding like a cowboy. It was amazing. <laughs> yep. But, yep. You know? And uh, mm -hmm. that was fun. So... But, I mean, Dabakato's a big dude. He obviously now has the training and everything. He's got a lot of experience under him. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I think uh, TK would be stupid to not give him a call. That's right. All right. Let's uh, shotgun uh, the rest of this. There's um, one left. Oh, okay. I wish I came up with this. Hold, hold on to your pants. There's one left. Uh, or should I say hold on to your jacket? Because it's your boy. Jacket time himself, Ikamijiro. Uh look, uh there's no more jack off time. I mean jacket time. Um it's over. Um I think he'll be fine. Um he could write a book. He could be like if jackets if this jacket could talk. Um or Jack and then space E T space off time. You know, uh, or just any three-letter place would be happy to have him. And I'm actually interested to see what he could do that's not NXT'd. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think he came in there as Jacket Time. I don't think when he's like, listen, I got an idea. I, I checked his Wikipedia. That was his gimmick. Before he came in? Yep. All right, never so, mind. It, uh, Ikemen's style is something like that where you're a pretty boy. Oh, which is got it. So he's pretty boy Jiro. Yeah. Okay. So, which is interesting because uh, I don't remember there was another guy who had sort of a pretty boy gimmick, but he wasn't. He also wasn't really a pretty boy uh, in NXT. Oh shit, shit, shit. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know his name though. Kona Reeves. Exactly. So. Oh. 
the sadder news is that the WrestleVotes Twitter account says they expect more releases to be announced this weekend. Uh, we promise to put it up somewhere. So probably basement book or Facebook or yeah, probably to Facebook. I put the releases on. I don't know what yeah. to do anymore. One of us in the other screen is going to be the one posting all that stuff. Damn it. All right. Great. So <laughs> Rich to Riz, now that we're done being depressed, uh, I had thought of what, well, I didn't think of it. It was actually uh, the current AEW uh, world champion MJF was asked to create a perfect pro wrestler. Uh, there were three three ingredients that he that he decided to build upon it was look in which he chose triple h promo ability he chose roddy piper and of course for in-ring ability the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels himself um we're gonna do something like that and uh it, before we go into ours if you want to put in the comments below what you would put that's perfect. And the added bonus we're going to do is finisher. So you could take a finisher and what you, you want the, their finisher to be. Um, we decided to go one male, one female each. Uh, Rich, did you want to start with uh, your uh, male wrestler creation? And then I'll do mine and then we'll do girls. Is that good? Absolutely. All right, so to build my perfect wrestler from the ground up, as a whole, I was trying to take in things I like in wrestling, and I wanted sort of a, a holistic approach. I wanted a full picture kind of thing, okay? So starting with look, you cannot beat the look of the alpha male of the species himself. Damn it. There we go. Brock Lesnar. I knew it. Because I knew it. <laughs> why would you not want a wrestler that you're building to be that intimidating? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Very scary haircut as well. A scary dude. He's just like McAfee said it best. The alpha male of the species. Okay. So that's look. Next, I was thinking about mic work. And when I'm thinking about mic work, Again, thinking holistically, big picture kind of thing. You want someone that is versatile enough to do anything on the mic. Have anything they say be believable. Regardless what gimmick it is, what it is they're doing, what they're saying or not saying. And that can only be Chris Jericho. Because. Wow. I mean... If his longevity in wrestling in general, think about that. Like from WCW, WWE, now AEW. How many times has this man reinvented himself? And every single time, his mic work is on point. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Period. That's true. Yeah. And then, as far as in-ring ability, again... Looking at hole nine, the, the well-rounded, someone that can wrestle any style and make it work is none other than my favorite of all time, Eddie Guerrero. Wow, that's a really good wrestler there you got. Okay, 
Now, yeah. I mean, we we uh, we seen in WCW and we saw in WWE he could, he could mat wrestle, he could high fly, dude could do it all. And then for the bonus points here, you said pick a finisher, and I'm like. I don't have any images for that, but you said don't worry about images. We'll talk yeah. about it. Okay. Everybody knows what the move is. <laughs> what better finisher would there be for someone that looks like Brock Lesnar and can move like Eddie Guerrero? Is it a shooting star press? No. <laughs> then an F5. Oh, why, of course. <laughs> why fix what's not broken? You look like Brock Lesnar. You obviously have the power of Brock Lesnar. We know Eddie was Eddie was powerful also. Particularly, I'm thinking in his prime, Eddie Guerrero. And when I say in his prime, I mean when he was healthy and sober in WWE. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Was, like, dude was jacked, and it was natural, and he was healthy. F5. Devastating. That is my Build-A-Wrestler. What a scary individual you've crafted with your imagination, Richter is. Thank you. I find it very difficult to compete with that. However, I will make an attempt. All Not right. a competition. It's about what you think. Mm -hmm. And you probably have guessed already uh, what I... Well, let me add mine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you probably wondering, you probably know because we know each other so well. I really called it though that you were gonna pick Brock, like I knew it. Because, mm -hmm. all right. So, I, I, actually, hold on a second. I don't remember what was next. All right. So on mine, I started with in-ring ability. Okay, mm -hmm. and for that, I have none other than the only Olympic gold medalist. To win with a broken freaking neck. Kurt Angle Prime. Alright? Kurt Angle Prime is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world ever. In the history of ever. And I don't care what anybody else says. Um, he's got he's got everything. So, I got Kurt for that. Mm -hmm. And now, we're going to move on to physics. Um, I can't move that out the way there. Okay. We're going to physics. Look at this guy. I try, mm -hmm. try, try. <laughs> So <laughs> if you were to build a wrestler from the ground up, he'd look like Randy Orton. And I've always been a fan of Randy Orton. And like, this is Randy Orton recently. Mm -hmm. He's been around forever and he still looks amazing. He's not too big because I was thinking about it. I was thinking about him, like, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm pretty sure Rich is gonna pick Brock Lesnar, and I also have to go with like what what I like, you know, what I think would be like also attractive to my wife. Like, my wife's not attracted to Brock Lesnar, so like, Randy's more her type than Brock is. So I went with that also, and also I really like Randy. So I, I knew you were going to pick Randy, just like you knew I was going to pick Brock. It's we're, we're back to the case of the flying keyboard again. It's don't go wireless. Just don't go wireless. The you lose way, your cue. That's how you lose your cue. Yeah. For a long time, you have to use like a pencil. To <laughs> good really thing it was good. a Q and not like yeah. an E. Not 
or well, who knows what that was for back then. Uh, all right. So now we have the promo. Mm. Now you're probably thinking, Jer, I know what you're gonna pick. It's obvious. It's gotta be finally the Rock. But you would be incorrect. For you see, for promo, I have chosen the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the physique of Randy Orton. The in-ring ability of Kurt Angle and the promo ability of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. It's a match made in heaven. Like, these two Goliaths that we've created could feud for centuries. Like, mm-hmm. just imagine the, the mic wars there. Just amazing. Mm. Um, But the finisher. This was difficult i was thinking about like if i was a wrestler and like how much damage i want to take to myself doing this and like how i'd want to catch someone from anywhere Mm -hmm. and i thought the rko is always that but that's not what i am going to pick what i would actually use is Moxley's finisher, the paradigm shift. Because you could just catch people and it looks sick. You could do it through a table. You could do it through, like, literally anything. Mm -hmm. And it would work. And it would just look savage, depending on who you have sell it for you. True. Uh, Close second would be the bulldog choke. So. Wow, heavy on Mox, huh? I mean, that's pretty much the best parts of him for me is like his finishers are really good. Mm-hmm. Like they're really un- like they're uncomfortable to watch, and like it looks like they're gonna hurt someone. Yeah, so that is what I uh, went with, male wise. All right, do you want to open us up with the female? Well, it's ladies' time, and this wasn't too difficult because with the other one i had a lot of data to pull from there's a lot of male wrestlers throughout the years legends you know i tried to put a good blend in there but for the women it wasn't always the same you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so for in ring ability this may shock you this may shock the world I have chosen. You can't choose the Shockmaster. He's not a female. All right. Sorry. Give me a second to delete that, and I got to go pull another one. All right. So now that we're back from the edit process, (laughs) um, I have chosen the EST herself, Bianca Belair, probably, like, the best. Uh, EST for a reason. Uh, That was easy. That was easy. I don't know. I I really, she speaks for herself. So, next for look. I've dealt deep. And uh, this was the more fun one, I would think. Uh, And, of course, this one was easy, too. Because of all the women in the history of professional wrestling, 
the one that is kept up in appearance forever and seems to be some kind of sorceress for real. I've chosen Trish Stratus. Obviously, Trish Prime I would choose, but even Trish now, like it wouldn't matter. She was, if Trish Stratus with Bianca Belair's wrestling, my God. And I'm not saying that Trish is not a great wrestler because like she's a trailblazer. I'm just saying we're trying to optimize here. We are optimizing. We're really optimizing here. So now we're going to go with promo. Now you're probably saying, Rich, everybody, basement chair, we all know, just put Becky Lynch there, but you'd be incorrect. Because while I enjoy Becky Lynch, I don't consider to her to be the best promo, especially recently. Um, at, you know, after a while, you lose a step. But Becky Lynch post-punch in the face, the man, you can't beat that. You can't. But the future is now, you dickheads. And I've chosen Rhea Rip. I mean, sorry. AJ Lee. What? AJ Lee. <laughs> I, the what a swerve. That's right. It's such a swerve. I made you think I was going for Rhea Ripley, but I just want to say you dickheads because she says that the best. But I don't know if you guys remember, but AJ Lee's really good on the microphone. Like, she's amazing. Like, the way she would dress people down, it's mm-hmm. incredible. You have to go check out her promos. So, AJ Lee promo, Becky Lynch ability. By the way, the reason I said Rhea Ripley, because she was, it was between the two of them. I didn't know what to do. And I had to go back. Because like I said, you know, there's a pool, but you don't have to go as far back. Also, Mm -hmm. I recently saw her on heels. So I remembered that she's really good at promo. So Mm -hmm. there she is. Uh, close second uh, Rhea Ripley would have been because I like her accent and uh, the way she says no. Now, it's just it's fun. And Alrighty. the finisher for this Chimera? The finisher for this wonderfully super attractive Chimera with freakish genetic abilities. Uh, we are going to go with Victoria's uh, finisher. Uh, it was the Widow's Peak, mm. I believe. Yes. And uh, that's one. yeah, that's definitely going to be her finish hurts the knees hurts the neck it's a twofer maybe you could bust an implant or two all right that is quite the chimera that you have made but now it's my turn okay oh now, my god for looks i i mean you you got to go with someone that is go, like i said before going to be intimidating look the part right and i feel like of all the wrestling we've I've seen, I don't see anyone that really looks the part. You also want something that looks like a superstar, right? I know where this is going. Do you now? <laughs> I think I do. There is no one I've seen that truly just looks the part, like dominant and like a superstar, than Jade Cargill. Oh, wow. wow. She has the physique. She, her, she looks like she could beat me up, and I could tell you I would enjoy that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, 
Okay? Yeah. Now, for promo, you're probably not going to expect this. But again, let's go. Let's look at longevity and let's, let's look at believability, right? You got to find someone that can make you believe whatever it is they're saying, regardless of what the storyline is, what the angle is, where it's coming from. No matter how wacky it may seem, they need to be invested in it. And there is no one that did that better, particularly relatively recently, than Alexa Bliss. Oh, I was not okay. expecting that. I know. Anytime been she's been given... Right, it has been a while. I mean, she's pregnant, so it'll still be a while. Ryan! Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> man. Oh, gee, we should we... Uh... Hold on a second. Adam! Okay. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. <laughs> so, like, you give her crap, and she's still going to make it work because she gets herself in a zone where she believes it. And mm. that is how she makes us believe it. That is the key to blurring the line between reality and fiction. That's True. what wrestling is. That's that is what, what wrestling is, right? Like, like yeah. there's too much. Like, yeah, Mike Santana talking about feeding. Like, stop, everyone, stop talking about your kids. Like, we know you probably got kids at home, but I don't care. Like, hey, he's got kids, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> unless it's Christian kicking his kid out, you know. Like, it's it's not part of the story. Christian's amazing. Like, go ahead. We got to keep. Okay, okay, okay. No, I need to hear about this lady, bro. Everything okay. can wait. I don't care. All right. And then for in-ring ability, once again, sticking to my roots. I like well-rounded, but I hey love now. my grappling. Oh, let's go. So you want someone that, that that's gonna, it's gonna, she's going to stretch you. She's going to punish you in the ring. That woman, we know her well, Serena Deeb. The professor. Yes. Right. The professor herself missed on AEW TV. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. Also on heels. Season nice. two. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. And Venus murder or something like that. I, I love it. it was. <laughs> and the finish didn't go perfect with Serena Deeb, with the look of Jade Cargill with her long limbs. It's a submission. The stretch muffler. No. Close. <laughs> no, not close, actually. <laughs> the finisher that would have been mine had oh. I gone into wrestling respectfully the regal stretch oh how very regal of you yeah. so that That's... is my chimera female wrestler it's a real styles clash uh, if they were to ever uh, throw hands mm -hmm. um, very good um, so, as Jerry mentioned before, who are your chimeras, male and female? Drop them down below. Let us know. Yes, definitely. Looking forward to that. And like, we'll uh, we can you know we'll mention them on the show if you get them up there in time. You know, we'll talk go. about it on here. Um, same basement Booker time, same basement Booker YouTube channel ish, depending on Jer's stuff. Knife. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. AEW Grand Slam was this past Wednesday. And it was a good episode of Dynamite. It felt like a pay-per-view on TV at times, to its credit. 
However, there were a couple of issues. Um, we're not going to do like a recap of it, but Rich Deriz, uh, he was he's got something to say. Uh, this is concerning the international championship match between Ray Fides and uh, Mox. Um, Mox got a concussion. Um, Rich is going to take you through. And uh, Rich Deriz, please take it away. Thank you. Now, not, nothing is confirmed as of the dirt sheets just yet. AEW, they seem to keep injuries a little quieter when they're less obvious. Someone on Twitter, uh, form, uh, X rather, says, uh, quote, looks like Moxley may have told the ref to call an audible after the first count. So if you haven't seen, here's what happened. Phoenix hits a pile driver. I saw clips of this before I even watched the show because I, I watched a day late. Someone said that it looked like Mox's head actually hit the mat. And I saw it and I'm like, that's not good. So watching later on, ref one, two, the ref stops counting. Mox didn't move. I don't know if this person was at uh, Arthur, Arthur Ashe Stadium and maybe had a better view or whatever. My view, Mox didn't move. I'm like, that ain't good. So obviously, pile driver, possible neck injury, possible concussion, we don't know. No one in that ring of those three men is a doctor to know. Like, the only person that could sort of have a little bit of insight would be Moxley. I didn't see him say a word. I didn't see his mouth move. I didn't see anything. I so, think the finish was not that. And right, he's like... So I, I I don't claim to know what the finish is. The way Phoenix was reacting, I feel like that like he was not scheduled to win. I don't, but I, I don't know. But I don't think he that, was. So something happens. Obviously, the ref didn't count to three. Then Phoenix picks Mox up by the neck. Awesome, good job there, buddy, and hits another pile driver, and the ref counts to three. Now. Whether Mox called it or not, who is responsible for Moxley's health in that match besides Moxley, the referee, Rick Knox? Okay? okay. Your job, Rick Knox, is to make sure that the wrestlers are not making decisions that will injure themselves. This is already a dangerous sport. We know this. We know it ain't ballet. Famously, thank you, JR, for that. Iconic phrase that will live forever. You have to make sure that if ref if if a wrestler says they're fine, you got to make sure they're fine. You got to do the thing where you put your, your fingers in their hands and they squeeze your fingers. That's a way of testing if there's a spinal injury or not. Because if there's a spinal injury, they're not going to have full strength in their fist to make a fist to squeeze your finger. Mm. That's what that that's what. That is every time, and I see it happen every time. That didn't happen this time. Moss got dropped on his head, could have had a neck injury, could have had a concussion, could have had both. We don't know. We're not doctors, but we know both of those are possible. And you just let Ray Phoenix pick Mox up by his neck that we don't know whether or not it's injured and deliver another pile driver literally seconds after he he maybe maybe not injured him with the first pile driver rick knox bad call by you if if someone in the back 
told you to tell Phoenix to do that, then it's bad on them too. Either way, Knox, you should have checked on Mox before telling Ray Phoenix to hit, to hit another power driver. Had it been the case that like Mox had to be stripped of the title just to get checked out by doctors for injury, end the match right then and there, say he can't compete. Mm. That's it. Simple. Because you know what? It works. Because if he's legit injured, then you have that to back it up. If he's not legit injured, okay, my bad. I was looking out for the wrestler doing your job. That's what you you were doing your job if you call the match right then and there. I feel like this was not a good scenario. <sighs> Lost in all of that. Mox, I hope you're not injured. If you are, please get well soon. I'm a big fan, as it's well known since the Ambrose, since before you were Dean Ambrose. So, no, never want to see an injury. Certainly, never want to see a potentially career-ending injury. Um, we haven't heard anything like I mentioned, but Mox, get well soon. Yeah, uh, I agree. Because um, I I watched the documentary, uh, the wrestlers. Uh, it was about OVW and Al Snow and them, and you could see like. Because I was thinking, even in a place like OVW, which is mm-hmm. as it's not doesn't have the AEW budget and it damn well doesn't have the WWE budget, but like Al Snow is in the ear of the referee, he's in the ear of the announcers, mm-hmm. so he could tell the like like he would tell the ref to tell the people inside what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like they'll do the thing. I'm yeah, like, oh, that's crazy. It's like so. This what should have happened here, in my opinion, as a basement booker here. You know the deal. Not a professional, just a fan. I think you do it at you do it if you are counting and he doesn't kick out. That's the finish. Yep, that's it. That's how it works. There's no he. Well, I think Moxley twitched. Oh, is is that how it works? Is did you just break your cannon? Like you could just twitch. It's like, wait, hold on a second. I twitched. I didn't. Like, what are you talking about here? Yeah, that was terrible too. Yeah, that's not good. It stands out for me. And yeah. the whole checking on people thing. Mm-hmm. When the match started, and that was that that dive that Mox and Phoenix did. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it was, but when Phoenix landed, he went over to Mox and he checked him. Yeah, they did the squeeze thing that yep. happened there. I remember and, that. That was overshadowed by the potential concussion or and or neck injury. But I feel like that makes it a little bit worse. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. something went on there. Yeah. And who knows how long you like if you're concussed, you might be out on your feet. So you can't perform your part of the activity for, like, say, a pile driver. What? God forbid. What if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. That's all. I think it should have been either that was the decision, or even if you did the kick thing, like it was like, oh, I think it was a twitch or whatever. You just have him try to pin him again, carefully. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's like, happened before. The ref and the and the announcers could have even just said, oh, the referee had a, di- a different, obviously saw something I didn't. That clears right. it up. Like it's like, better than what they ca- did. Yeah, because you're one thing that the camera will never get unless referees get a GoPro or whatever, is an actual referee's view. Like, Mm -hmm. we could have seven cameras on a pinfall attempt, but only the referee sees what the referee can see. 
Everything else can kind of come close. You can sort of piece something together. But if the referee sees this, but there are no cameras pointing to that shoulder to see it, then yes, the shoulder came off the mat. It's, it's like, yeah. there's a, you know, there's, if a tree falls in a forest and no, well, the referee is the one that's there to hear it. Yeah. The referee is there to, to tell us, you know, if whatever, just a bunch of missed opportunities and a bunch of fail in that short period. But, I, you know, TK doesn't have nearly as much experience as Vince as far as calling show and taking care of his talent. I mean, I like I, you don't want to see someone learn by someone else's injuries. Yeah, um, definitely. All of that could have been avoided by just counting the pen. You yeah. wouldn't be having this conversation. It would be more like, yo, that's crazy. Could you believe that? Mm-hmm. What a crazy title change. It's a, it would have also been an unexpected thing. It's like, hold mm-hmm. on, did Moxley just lose like that? And that then you have a story later for when he comes back. Maybe yeah, he's a little bit different. Maybe he's a little more unhinged. Yeah, and it's not like the end result, the other the second pile driver, it's not like it changed what the story was and and would have been afterwards. Versus was, yeah. ending it right after the first pile driver. Yeah. The second like, pile driver literally added nothing to the match other than potentially exacerbating an injury. Yeah, like I gotta go in doing the sign of the cross to make sure my guys are safe here, making sure everything's good. Like I I don't want like an awful thing. And it would it's it'll be like, how did they not see the signs? Like that yeah. could be bad for them. You got a guy who's basically talking about death jitsu. And this goes down, and like, mm-hmm. how'd you not see it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, let's be careful here. Like the announcers joke that a breeze goes by too hard and he bleeds. Yeah, and it doesn't even it's not even it doesn't even have to be about blood, just mm-hmm. straight up the bumps it's themselves. Like, like you don't want any of these guys and girls to get hurt like that, you know? Yeah. So hopefully so the, he's good. The old bump card. Yeah, and that adds up. Like you know, in a few years, you want him to still be okay. You know, you don't want it to be the Marty Jannetty episode of Dark Side of the Ring. You know I hope, what I mean? I hope Brian Danielson really, really yelled at someone after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So we're, 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 pull, we're rooting for Mox. Um, in regards to Remsburg, I've um, never done that job. Rick Knox. Rick Knox. Sorry, Remsburg. Um, Rick Knox. Is Rick Knox the Young Bucks referee? <laughs> uh, not uh, Maybe that's... I don't know. So, basically... He's, a, he's like, the bald one. I've never had that job. I don't know what it's like to be surrounded by, like, the millions and millions or whatever fits into Arthur Ashe Stadium. Mm. Um, but you got... You gotta... I, I don't know. You should... It's You gotta treat it like a shoot, man. Yeah, know your if primary that's happened, role. That's what happened. Know your primary role, not your on-screen role. Yeah. Like, I, me, I guess, like, I'm a whip, but I would err on the side of caution. Like, look, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I had no. to do it. But I, 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 I got to believe that the talent really wouldn't fault you for that. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens in the future. Hopefully, nothing but good news, you know. Uh, much yeah. like Santana, he also has a kid. So, you know, right. as a father, uh, I can relate. You know, you don't want to miss out. So, 
that was the Rich the Riz rant um, there. Uh, I found really no errors there, Rich. Thank you so much for technically 500 plus episodes, but number wise, mm. 500 when you think about it. Because, like, I've looked through and I'm like, wait a second, some of these don't have numbers. So I guess they could be specials, you know? <laughs> so officially, episode 500 to a close. And I wanted to say a big thank you to each and every listener of the Basement Bookers podcast, past, present, future, then, now, forever, together. Checking us out. It really means a lot. Uh, it was uh, the beginnings, the humblest of beginnings, uh, this podcast. Started on an iPad. On a folding you know, table. On a, on a wobbly folding table. Which I kept kicking. I've also kicked. <laughs> um, good times. Really, really rare bad times. Uh Lost episodes, some might say, but uh, we're still here. We'll still continue. Uh, I believe this is my most steady job, actually, uh, if you think about it. And uh, worse paying. I, yes, actually. <laughs> so far. So far. <laughs> I, I get paid and bidding to hang out with my best friend in the whole world. Uh, none of this happens without you. Uh, ever nothing here. So, uh, Rich Riz, thank you very much. I just wanted everybody to know. So, thank you, bro. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to do this podcast with you every week. You are my best bro. Uh, always have been, always will be. And I look forward to 500 more episodes and hopefully, uh, reporting on far fewer injuries and. Uh, zero tragedies and worse. You want yeah. zero tragedies? So. Yeah, just just immortality and not and non-firing clauses for everyone. Rah, running wild, brother. So if you don't know by now, like we mentioned before, hit us up in the comments down below. Let us know your Chimera character that you're gonna build, your Chimera wrestler, whatever you want to call it. Um, hit the link tree down below. It's got links to everything, all our social medias, and just got a parting message. As always and forever, the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Fall of I'm done. Okay. Right now I'm done. Destroyed him. Even though... Technically so. Something America. Well, it's still... Mexico? No, Mexico is part of North America. It's, it's in the Northern Hemisphere entirely. Therefore, there's nothing really south about it, except it being south of us. I didn't fucking come here for geography. I didn't come I'm here correcting. Fucking, you're not going to geography me. I'm correcting. I don't want to hear it. I'm I correcting. did math once, and now you're trying to put geography in here? I did not come here to learn. Listen, I can't correct at home anymore. I got to correct somewhere, so... Oh, so you're going to bring that shit here, Doug? All right. There you go. Well, you better not, not break South that America. to the stepladder match, brother. And I'm making my intentions here. Right here on the Basement Bookers Podcast Periscope episode. I'm going to say it right now. The Royal Rumble, 29 other superstars 
are vying to become the heavyweight champion. Stop it with your geography, Farron Allen. Stating it south of us, not South America. Phone, I know Globes. The phone was blocking part of what you had said, so I couldn't Yeah, see. because it was strategically positioned by Rich Riz trying to interrupt me throwing my hat into the Royal Rumble match. I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. No, you're not. Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to get into that Royal Rumble somehow. And let me tell you something, brothers. If I'm not in the Royal Rumble, it's because... Roman Reigns fears face the chair. He is afraid. Vince McMahon is afraid that I will throw him over the top rope. Just like everybody else. Over the top rope. I think Vince would want you to over the top rope. throw Roman out. That kayfabe, brother. Yeah, kayfabe. Vince would want you to throw Roman out. Okay. But what if I'm like the corporate chair? So you'd have to be in with Vince. What if at first I'm not? Because then I'll catch him on his back. He's trying to just... Over the top rope. I just like doing this. Like, like garbage. But I got a secret weapon. Do you know? There's no disqualification in a Royal Rumble match. So I'm going to be... First, I'm going to be the official entrant in the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, talks about like hot garbage. There's no disqualification in Royal Rumble, so I'm going to bring with me the ultimate equalizer, a brick. I will bring a brick with me, and I will brick everybody in the head, and it just talks about the ring like hot garbage. No one's going to stop me. You thought the Big Show's KO punch was dangerous? Well, wait till you catch my brick in your teeth. You're going to need a dentist. Not even Isaac Yankum can can save your, yes. your your mush your mushy mouth. And I will call my brick bricky. I'll even put it in like a sock and just swing it around and just yeah. I, I'll run. It's Mr. Bricko. I'll run around the ring, swinging the swinging the sock with a brick in it around and just running through everybody, just black 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 like a helicopter. Why and because everybody's taller than me, I won't hit myself in the head because it'll be above my head. Um, question. Go ahead. Why can't anyone just catch the sock as it's... Um, because they, they're going to be getting hit in the head with my brick. But what if they're not? Because that's not what's scripted in the creative. I don't think you're scripted to be in the fucking Royal Rumble. I will be in the Royal Rumble, brother, because if they don't put me in, they're afraid. And... If I'm not in the Royal Rumble, then they concede, and I'm the champion. How about that? I will be the World Heavyweight Champion. I already have a belt. They just have to say, um, I'm the champion. I have a belt. You don't have anything, because you still didn't win a stepladder match. This it's is my up belt. for grabs. This is my belt. It's up for grabs. Okay, once the stepladder match begins, it's still mine until you grab well, it. Well, you're not going to know my strategy to handle you. It doesn't live here. It chills here. I'm going to take my hand. I'm just going to put it on your forehead. And you're going to keep trying to run at me. What you you, 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 you got to put your hands up like you're trying to reach at me. With my, my hands in your face. Like just imagine him trying to run at me with his... And that's not good. You can't do that. You have to be like this. Like the little, but I won't. Like the little fighting Irish guy from the Notre Dame thing. 
That's what you're going to be like. And I'm going to reach up on my tippy toes and pull the belt down. It would be too low. What? That is too low for a step lap match. The point of it is for both competitors to rec to need it has to the be, step ladder. It has to, to be it. fair. It has to be higher than you. And you. No, not me. I'm not talking about this. <laughs> Done. Done.